0: Walton Energy Membership Corporation is one of those EMCs which serves northeast Georgia. Its approach to cooperative solar lowers costs for customers and is attracting some big industry players, too. Facebook chose Walton for a proposed 100% renewable energy data center in Newton County. Greg Brooks Brooks joins us on the phone. He's Community and Public Relations Director for EMC. Greg Brooks, hello. Hello. Hey, good morning,
1: Virginia. All glad right. to be here.
0: Well, we're starting to see more and more houses decked out with solar panels across the state, but your company takes a different approach. You call it cooperative solar, so what does that mean?
1: We do. It might surprise most people to know that only 25% of the res- residential rooftops in the United States are suitable for solar, and that is said by the National Renewable Energy Lab. That's because uh, you have renters whose landlords won't allow it. You have people living in apartment buildings, they have no roofs. You have people that have those beautiful Georgia oak trees shading their home and they don't want to cut them. So only 25% really are suitable. That leaves the other 75%. So what our cooperative solar program seeks to do is to allow those people whose roofs are not suitable for solar to participate in solar energy production. So uh, we, we uh, build and maintain solar facilities, and for only $25 a month, those people can participate in solar energy production. So you have, was, to,
0: you have to connect houses, though, right, throughout communities to solar installations if they can't have them on their own house, correct? Well, the grid
1: connects them. The right. grid's already in place, and so they're connected through the grid. And these solar installations are connected to the grid as well.
0: So how are you able to do that and keep costs for customers at $25 a month?
1: What they do is they receive the solar output from a portion of the facility. And, it, of course, it, our program mimics exactly the uh, if they had panels on their roof. Mm-hmm. Because if it's cloudy, they might not make as much solar energy or receive a credit for as much that their portion produced if it's a nice sunny month then they'll receive a, um, a bigger credit all right
0: so for context how big are these <laughs> communal solar installations that feed all of these individualized houses
1: we have about 6.5 megawatts total of of communities of cooperative solar right now 1 megawatt occupies about six acres of land so you know that's around uh, 40 acres of panels and a megawatt uh, if you used it solely to supply the total needs of a home a megawatt would supply the total needs of about 150 homes so it's, it's a significant amount.
0: I want to ask you about the power grid here. While other states across the country do have statewide standards for renewable energy, there's not really that mandate in Georgia. So, what led Walton EMC, which is a was a traditional power company or cooperative rather, to involvement with solar power?
1: Well, Virginia, we're we're owned by our customers. We were started because no one was interested in coming out to where they were to provide them with power. So those actual customers got together themselves and formed their own power company to do the job. So uh, our focus is member service or satisfying the needs and wants of our customers. And our customers were asking for it. Uh, They wanted to have a a chance to participate in solar energy. And we wanted them to be able to do that at a very affordable rate. Um, Typical cooperative or community solar programs traditionally had people that act, had people to actually buy part of the facility and sometimes that part may have ranged up into the thousands of dollars which would have prevented a lot of people from participating mm-hmm. so we wanted to keep it where everybody could participate
0: so you are not governed by the public service commission like for example Georgia Power
1: we are not but actually we're governed by our own customers mm-hmm. and so they they're, they're going to keep a close watch on us and uh they they come to our meeting and actually the people who uh, the board of directors for Walt DMC or actual customers who receive power from us. So we're governed by ourselves and by the people who actually pay the bills.
0: Right. Well, you mentioned the credits. Many states, In many states, the power company or Public Service Commission is obligated to buy back excess power generated by solar and other renewables. Does that happen in Georgia, too?
1: It does. It does. Uh, we have probably close to 100 now uh, individuals on our system who have their own solar panels on their homes, and uh, any excess energy that they produce, we do buy. All right.
0: So the cooperative was founded on fossil fuels, as I mentioned. What percentage of Walton EMC's energy production
1: is solar? At this point, it's still um, 1%, 2%, but that's about to change. You mentioned Facebook earlier. And when the resources come online to serve Facebook, that percentage is going to go up quite a bit. Um, And, Virginia, Virginia, one thing that's been fascinating to me, if you go back only eight or ten years ago, 60% of our energy was supplied by coal. Now that's probably eight, you know, eight percent. It's taken a dramatic turn in just a short time.
0: Mm-hmm. Greg Brooks is with us. He's Community and Public Relations Director for Walton EMC. That's a power cooperative. We're talking about solar power in Georgia. And as he mentioned, they have a big contract with Facebook, which is moving forward with plans to build a new data center in Dalton County powered 100 percent. With renewable energy, which is a huge project, how big will that
1: installation be, Greg? It'll take um, 200 megawatts of solar that's actually under construction right now in South Georgia to supply that facility. And uh, of course, you know, if we're talking about six acres for one megawatt, um, that's you know, that's a lot. 1,200 <laughs> acres, yeah, 1,200 <laughs> acres of, of solar panels to to supply that that facility.
0: Why South Georgia for your installation?
1: There's two reasons. Um, any, if you live up in, the, up in the, this part of the state, you know that land is not available in big tracks, mm-hmm. pretty much. If it was, um, it would be very cost prohibitive. Down in South Georgia, um, land is more available and it's more reasonably priced. And so that economics is one big reason why those facilities are being built there.
0: And that's traditionally been farmland in many of those places. So is, is solar farming the best use of land? I mean, are we giving up farmland for those panels?
1: Well, uh, the, our partner, Silicon Ranch, who is building 100 of those 200 megawatts, has just introduced a program called Regenerative Energy. And I'm very excited about it. I'm an old farm boy, so uh, I like to see land used uh, to its to its utmost. They're actually partnering uh with a farm at their facility, and the farm is going to graze uh cattle and sheep and uh, other ruminant type animals on their facilities
0: right under the panels
1: that's right right wow. under the panels um, i don't know <laughs> I don't know about goats you know goats. Tend to eat a eat lot of everything. things, <laughs> but sheep and cattle should be should be safe.
0: Well, do you have at, at Walton EMC? Do you have the people, the trained solar technicians for installation on that huge scale?
1: Well, we partnered with the company Silicon Ranch for a part of it, and Strata Solar for another part of it. So, you know, actually, we we are. Um, we concentrate, our employees concentrate here in our 10 counties, delivering power to our members. And then we find partners who are competent and uh, up-to-date to actually put in those solar facilities and do that part of it
0: for mm-hmm. us. There's been a lot of innovation in solar, but storage uh, is still a challenge. Will there be enough energy to power and cool, importantly, a data center if you know, it rains for a series of days? mm mm-hmm
1: yes and uh, what uh, what'll happen is uh, of course at night too you know solar panels can't produce at night but uh those facilities will produce enough energy during the day to offset all the energy required 24 hours a day
0: okay
1: and so at night um power will will come from the grid for those facilities but during the day there'll be enough solar power produced to account for what they'll use from traditional sources
0: are there any other renewable energy be- energy sources being used for that facebook center you know they have made it clear that they want to be 100% renewable
1: mhm um it, it's just solar
0: mm-hmm.
1: um it, uh, unfortunately in georgia we don't have enough wind for windmills yeah. uh, we've been part of a consortium that has actually done studies on that and uh, even at the seacoast where we do have breezes, but you have to have sustained winds of at least five miles an hour. Unfortunately, there's nowhere in Georgia that we can do, we have enough wind to do that. So wind is really not an option for us. Um, We have um, a little bit of landfill gas where um, they put piping systems into landfills and capture the methane from the decaying trash clean that up and use it to run generators, but uh, that's really a very small amount. We don't have that many landfills to, to take advantage of there. So solar seems to be the most viable option for us here.
0: Greg, we just heard about the tax credits running out on solar, so there's a big push to get solar installations built before that happens. In your experience, however, you're in the business, right? Uh, Is the solar power boom in Georgia, is that motivated by economics or by environmental concerns?
1: I I think it's both. I think it's both. Um, our, Our cooperative solar program, when we roll that out, I started getting emails from people, even even some of our customers who didn't participate in it, and they said, you know, I'm really proud of what, what you're doing. I'm proud that you're taking the steps to, to be a participant in renewable energy. So I think the environmental aspect is, is a big part of it, and it's amazing, Virginia, how the price of solar panels uh, has dropped in just a very, very short time. You know, 10 years ago, I, I would have not expected this because the panels were just too expensive. But now, and especially now that we have a our, our, our plant here in Georgia, manufacturing panels, we've, we've cut out a lot of transportation costs and shipping overseas. So, uh, you know, economics is, is coming into play as well. All
0: right, uh, And will your cooperative customers profit potentially from Facebook's big investment?
1: Well... Since we're cooperative, we don't make a profit. Um, Anything in excess of what it costs us to operate is actually returned to the members in proportion to the amount of business they did with us. Now, yeah, of course, it will benefit us because, uh, you know, any big large energy purchase will will help the price of energy for everybody, but uh, Facebook will actually receive capital credits from us too, uh, anything that it cost, anything extra or above what it costs us to serve them, you know, they'll eventually get back.
0: Greg Brooks, I want to thank you for your time.
1: Thank you. I enjoyed it.
0: Greg Brooks, he's Community and Public Relations Director for Walton EMC, building a solar installation for Facebook's new data facility. Well, yesterday we heard about a string of rare cancers in Waycross, Georgia, and why residents think pollution is at the root of the problem. On Facebook, Todd Cormack wrote, we were looking to move there, but I've decided not to because of this. Ooh, ouch. <laughs> well, On Second Thought is produced by LaRaven Taylor, Amelia Brock, and Jake Troyer. So glad you could join us. Jesse Niswanger is our engineer. Our senior producer is Amy Kiley and Sarah Shariari, managing editor for GBP News. Have a great weekend.